Chapter 2 If there was a hell on earth, it was Berlin. It seemed to be on fire, a charnel house, black smoke drifting everywhere. The city was doomed, everyone knew that, and the Russians were already in control of the eastern half. The people were on the move, refugees from their own city, carrying what they could, a few pitiful belongings, with the desperate hope that they might somehow get to the west and reach the advancing American army. Groups of SS were stopping anyone in uniform. Those without a pass or some sort of order were shot on the spot. Shells were dropping in, fired at random by Russian artillery. People cried out in alarm and scattered. Sturmbahnführer Baron Max von Berger sat in the front passenger seat of a Kubelwagen, the German equivalent of a jeep. He had an SS corporal driving, a sergeant in the rear seat, clutching an MP40 Schmeisser machine pistol. As they moved along the Wilhelmstrasse, close to the Reich Chancellery, they saw three SS soldiers with two men in civilian clothes on their knees, about to be shot. Von Berger told his driver to halt. Stop, he said. What is your authority for this? The men paused. Their leader, a sergeant, had a brutal, unshaven face. He took in von Berger's black leather coat and the young face, and failed to notice the knight's cross with oak leaves and swords under the collar of the coat. And who the hell are you, Sonny? Sturmbannführer von Berger. The smell of brandy was powerful. At your age, you look about nineteen. I bet you stole the uniforms, you and your mates here. He cocked his schmeisser. Let's see your authority. Oh, I can show you that. Max von Berger took a luger from his right-hand coat pocket and shot him between the eyes. The sergeant in the rear of the Kubelwagen sprayed the other two as they turned to run. The two men who had been faced with death got up in a daze, and von Berger waved them away. Clear off. He turned to his driver. Carry on. The Kubelwagen turned out of Wilhelmstrasse and into Vosstrasse, and approached the Reich Chancellery, which was, like everything else, a victim of the bombardment, defaced and crumbling. It had long since passed functioning as any kind of headquarters, but under thirty metres of concrete was Adolf Hitler's last command post, the Führerbunker. It was a self-supporting subterranean world, complete with electricity, fresh water and extensive kitchens, still in touch with the outside world by radio and telephone, and crowded with people like Bormann and Ribbentrop and numerous generals, all trying to avoid the harsh reality that, thirty metres over their heads, the Third Reich was coming to a disastrous end. The vehicle ramp was ruined, but there was room to park the Kubelwagen to one side. The SS sergeant got out and opened the door for von Berger. Quick thinking here, Baron. A reflex, Karl. It's been a long war. You didn't do too badly yourself. He got out, reached for a briefcase, turned and walked to the two SS sentries at the bunker entrance. They sprang to attention. Sturmbannführer! One of you delivered this to Major General Monk's aide. It's the report the General wanted on the state of Number 2 Brigade's readiness for the final assault. 
One of the men took it and went downstairs. Fonberger turned to the other and clapped him on the shoulder. Find me a drink. I was shot in the left hip last year, and some mornings it hurts like the devil. I'll be in the garden. The boy went off at the double, and von Berger said, Come on, Karl, and went round to the once lovely garden, now a wreck, with some trees uprooted, the occasional shell hole. There was a sadness to the place, for what had once been, and for a moment the artillery seemed like only the sound of distant thunder on the horizon. He took out a cigarette case, selected one, and Karl Hoffer gave him a light. A tough, hard young man of twenty-five, Hoffer was a forester from the Baron's great estate in the forest of Holstein Heath, the Schwarzerplatz, the dark place. They'd served together for four years. 